What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now, while some of us eagerly anticipate the arrival of these brand new heroes to be introduced in Marvel Phase 4, there are others who are looking further down the road, waiting for the first Easter eggs and explainers for mutants so that it can lead directly to the X-Men and the introduction of fan favorites, well, like Wolverine. Today, we've got a brand new update from a trusted industry insider who says that Wolverine may not be how we're used to him in the other movies, Logan going to feature in much a different way we're gonna break down what he had to say about the mcu's wolverine and then examine some easter eggs and ideas of just when we may see him in the mcu guys and it's sooner than you would think especially with the upcoming falcon in the winter soldier like i said we're gonna break it all down but first if you could grab the subscribe button we're giving away two playstation 4 pros as well as a whole slew of other marvel related stuff including this insane one-fourth scale xm studios beta ray bill and our third and final infinity saga box set if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so it was months ago that the infamous and anonymous leaker roger wardell said that wolverine would be coming to the mcu and very soon and in fact it would be shuri that would give him his first high-tech arctic suit now we definitely went ahead and examined the ways that that could happen and that is far off the path but what's not is the immediate easter egg showing up in Falcon in the Winter Soldier, for which they are many, and we've gone on to explain that we've already seen symbolism for Ogun, who leads directly to the creator of Weapon X and the creation of Wolverine. So eventually, we're going to get him in the MCU, and as I mentioned, it may be sooner than later with the setup we know is coming in the Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Well, it was revealed by industry insider Daniel Rickman via his Patreon just days ago that when Wolverine finally hits the MCU, that he's going to feature more as the anti-hero type than immediately joining the X-Men the way he did in the now-branded Legacy X-Men films. And guys, that's not too much of a departure from Logan, always a loner and there are a ton of ways that he can enter the MCU, still operate in that gray area between supervillains and superheroes before he eventually makes his way onto the side of good. Remember, he's always really been on his own side and try to figure out what's going on with his past, and it would be well within the scope of his personality and or character development to have him not be immediately joining a team like the Avengers and or the X-Men. Interestingly enough to note, there are two really good opportunities to introduce this character into the MCU well as long as we have an explainer for mutants which I think a lot of us are expecting coming via Scarlet Witch and this multiverse of madness considering her tie to the storyline House of M how she's not going to be able to iterate no more mutants if there aren't any and of course with her backstory being the linchpin for perhaps how the Infinity Stones unlock the X-Gene among the MCU as long as we get some explainers for that and now that WandaVision is actually coming before Falcon in the Winter Soldier, we have both that TV series on Disney Plus and the upcoming Black Widow to examine the backstories of what's going on with Super Soldier Serum and what's going on with Super Soldier programs to introduce us to something like Weapon X, where it was founded, what's happened with that during the Infinity Saga and before, and now leading into the future of the MCU so that you built a nice big backstory for Logan. And when he's introduced, we already know some of the pieces that are in play from the Infinity Saga. Now, interestingly enough, and as I mentioned right after the prologue, it was the infamous and anonymous leaker Roger Wardell that said that Shuri would be providing a nanotech arctic suit to Wolverine, and that had me scratching my head for just a second, thinking about where they would be and where he would need an arctic suit. Now, I'm not sure how Shuri would make her way to Canada, but considering that's where Logan's origin is and they have more than an abundance of snow, you have to think about how the MCU would end up there in general, and then you think about what we already know about Spider-Man 3, that perhaps he would be on the run because of his identity being revealed and of course the attacks being pinned on him that were really from Mysterio. And then you think about the fact that they're going to be filming, or at least were in some part, in Iceland, what the terrain looks like there could easily substitute for Canada, which in the past has been a safe haven for mutants. We saw that in the Logan film. And then you think about how they could meet up there, Spider-Man on the run, on the lamb, on the countryside, and then you think about the introduction of Wolverine. Now look, I am absolutely not saying that Wolverine is going to be showing up in Spider-Man 3. Not at all. But what I am saying is there are more than enough elements now between Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, 
Black Widow, and even what we know about the multiverse and madness in Doctor Strange, now Doctor Strange's involvement in Spider-Man 3 and where he may be during that film, and there are more than enough elements now. Even if Falcon and the Winter Soldier just basically scratched the surface with the Weapon X Easter eggs to have built out a nice strong backstory when first we get Logan in the MCU, but when could that be? And that's where my final thought is. I've said many times in the past, if the Russos were to return something for like a Secret Wars, then they would do probably a lead-in the way they did with Captain America, pick up one solo film, and of course that film would be none other than Wolverine. Where Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, and the MCU may have been playing the long game with some of their bigger name marquees a long time until we'll see another Avengers film. It's looking even longer at this point with all of the pushbacks to the Phase 4 slate. They may have to do a reshuffling to make sure some of their bigger name characters like Wolverine make their way to the forefront now that they've had this huge delay and of course thinking about their bottom line. They know what the fans want to see and the fans want to see a Wolverine solo trilogy and Wolverine in the MCU sooner than later and every year that goes by, every day that comes off of the calendar that Hugh Jackman is retired from the character is another day closer to the brand new introduction and recasting of this character for the MCU and again, with all of the shakeups and pushbacks that they've had already this year, you have to imagine that they may be prioritizing some of their bigger names and bigger characters so that we can get to that next Wolverine and or Avengers 5 sooner than later. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, where you want to see Logan feature, how you want to see him featured in the MCU before he makes his way over to the X-Men, and if you think we're ever going to get Hulk vs. Wolverine in the MCU, I'm all ears, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark, which we will easily hit in the next couple of weeks. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel like this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. Now we already gave two away here at the channel earlier this year. We're giving this one away during December regardless of the subscriber count. If you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, the Infinity Saga box set, or any of the other future prizes we give away here at the channel as we will be switching over to the PlayStation 5 and of course doubling down on ticket giveaways and DVDs whenever those return to normalcy. All the same rules will always apply here at the channel. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the channel, then leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it is truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video, the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement and the sub count in the title, Click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. We have had a ton of Spider-Man news in the last couple of weeks. The shocker starting off that we were getting Electro back and then of course the news we'd be entering the Spider-Verse sooner than later with the perhaps return of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But it's the news we got yesterday from a trusted industry insider that Sony and MCU have already cast their live action Miles Morales. We're going to break down where the report came from, what it exactly said about it, and of course what this would mean for the MCU and where's the most likely entry point for this new version of Spider-Man. We're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around at the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So this news broke late yesterday from industry insider Jeremy Conrad over at the MCU Cosmic. We'll leave a link down to the source article in the description. Under the headline, Miles Morales headed to the MCU, he starts by writing, quote, over the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing some pretty interesting things come to light about Spider-Man 3. Prior to the starting of filming, we learned that Jamie Foxx would return as Electro, Benedict Cumberbatch would be appearing as Doctor Strange, and there's a lot of other crazy rumors flying around. He continues by reporting, quote, I have a source who's reliably told me some things on the DC side of the fence most recently about the Peacemaker series back in July, and they told me in the past week that Sony and Marvel have already found their live-action Miles Morales. 
He has no idea who it could be, or even if it's per Spider-Man 3, but notes that that would be the most likely place for his introduction. Now, of course, it is no surprise that Miles Morales is already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and if you remember all the way back in Spider-Man Homecoming, we learned via Donald Glover's The Prowler that his nephew, as he referred to him, is in the neighborhood. That's Miles Morales, so it's not going to require any sort of crazy Spider-Verse or Multiverse Traveler or even the help of Doctor Strange in order to come in contact with that character. It is going to, however, require a little explaining as to where and how their powers came. Remember, we still don't know that about Peter Parker in the MCU, and of course when we finally get a crossover into Sony's Venomverse, especially if down the road they'll be introducing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as well, which has been heavily, heavily rumored at this point, who's going to be facing off against two? When we finally get to the Sinister Six, will they be facing off against Miles Morales, Peter Parker, and or both? But you have to think the inclusion of a live-action Miles Morales either on Sony's side or in the MCU for any amount of time and in any way really serves both Sony and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in completely different ways and let me explain. Sony, more obviously the fact that they're releasing PlayStation 5 with a Spider-Man reissue under the title of Miles Morales and of course their entertainment division which houses their movie studio is in no different shape than the rest of the movie studios right now in reeling any extra money they can make off their most popular and most lucrative IP that being Spider-Man is money for the good and they're trying to get as much as they can. But from Marvel Studios standpoint and a lot of old comic heads are not going to want to hear this. If you line up 100 kids under the age of 14 and ask them who's Peter Parker, they may say Spider-Man. But if you were to ask them who's Spider-Man, most of them are not going to answer Peter Parker. They're going to answer Miles Morales and that's because of the popularity of Into the Spider-Verse, just that most recent cartoon rebranding Spider-Man as Miles, not Peter. Peter Parker is the old guard, Miles Morales is the new guard, and for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that hopes to launch the next Avengers title that may very well be the Young Avengers, there's a lot of growth left in that demographic. Look, I have one of the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe-centric YouTube channels, and I can tell you from the demographics alone at this channel that the 18 to 45 age slot is where the Marvel Cinematic Universe lies. If there are young kids watching MCU movies right now, it's most likely with their parents who are just introducing them to the movies. Think about it, if you're 11 years old, you weren't even born when Iron Man was released, and there's a good chance that you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, an animated Spider-Man cartoon, but probably not a great chance you've seen Avengers Endgame or Thor Ragnarok. Look, there is a lot of room for growth, again, with the kids and that demographic, kids under the age of 14, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They know that, that's why they're introducing characters like Miss Marvel, like Kate Bishop, and the Young Avengers, something that kids can relate to, so there's growth on that level. And if you remember, thinking back to Into the Spider-Verse, Peter Parker is the old man. There's plenty of room for a young Tom Holland to mature, and as we've reported on here at the channel many times, there's hopes for future trilogies with Tom Holland as Peter Parker, both in college and as an adult. And of course, the introduction of a second Spider-Man, even in the MCU, doesn't mean that Tom Holland has to go anywhere. For Sony, this just means more money, and obviously for the narrative, it makes it a little more complicated. If I sit back and think about this, although it would exactly mirror what's going on with Into the Spider-Verse, could it be that it's Miles Morales that Sony hopes to take on the multiverse trip to cross over? And then I keep thinking about the Sinister Six being built in this MCU, and of course the fact that Venom eventually has to cross over with one of them, and wouldn't that rather be Peter Parker? It just seems a little bit awkward, and my final thought is this. It sort of revolves around the same thing I said about bringing back Tony Stark in the idea of permanence. Once you do something, why don't you just always do it? If you bring back Tony Stark as an AI, wouldn't the Avengers be better off with him always there than not? Then you gotta pay Robert Downey Jr. to be just a voice actor, and then always have him as a part of the team where there's not room for other leadership. If you have Miles Morales and Peter Parker teaming up in the same MCU, then wouldn't they better be served always teaming up, of course, when there's a threat that makes sense, especially if they're in the same place geographically like New York, 
and then you have to explain why one isn't there. I just hope this doesn't get overcrowded and overcomplicated. There's a lot of great narrative left to be told with Tom Holland's Peter Parker and shoot, we just got him back in the MCU with the renegotiation between Sony and the MCU over a year ago. We haven't even had the next movie yet. While the introduction of a live action Miles Morales in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is exciting, I just hope that they can keep everything intrinsically uncomplicated and still serve the narratives, especially for important characters like Peter Parker, who still has to grow into his own, hopefully on different teams in different stories against different villains. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. This is quite the report, and Jeremy Conrad is a trusted industry insider. If he's hearing it, there's a lot of chance that it's possibly true. And then in that case, when we see him, do you think that's Spider-Man 3? Surely not alongside Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as well. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. I'm all ears as always. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark, which we are easily going to hit this by the end of the month, guys. We're only about 4,000 subscribers away. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the sub button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We gave away two earlier this year. We're giving this third one away in December. It'll be the final one here at the channel, regardless of subscriber count. If you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, or this third and final Infinity Saga box set or any of the future prizes we give away here at the channel all the same rules will always apply hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with videos here at the channel leave a like and a comment on this video and because it's truly random the more videos you like and comment on the better chance you have of winning all winners will be announced at the end of videos the same way we're doing here and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements no worries all you have to do is scroll back through the channel look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title Click on this video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. There has been a ton of Spider-Man news in the last couple of weeks and we're all anticipating here very soon that Spider-Man may actually end up on Jimmy Kimmel given a couple of tweets earlier this week. Well, with production started, we finally have a title reveal from a place that we didn't expect and given the fact that we haven't heard this name before and it fits so well, there's a chance this is the real title. We're going to break down where this is coming from, what they say the title is, and of course what it means for the upcoming Spider-Man 3. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So I said perhaps an unlikely place, not one of the industry insiders that we cover often here at the channel, a guy named Frankie who works for Discussing Film, one of the fringe publications that, well, delve into the stuff that we do here at the channel. He has revealed that Spider-Man Far From Home's title is Homeworld and tweeted out, make sure to remember where you heard it first. Now, when you think about the multiverse, the inclusion of other Spider-Mans, perhaps Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, maybe even now Miles Morales, as we reported yesterday, and of course, this all focusing around Peter Parker and what's going on with his experience in the multiverse, multiple Spider-Men, then Homeworld makes a lot of sense for our main continuity in the MCU. Now with the inclusion of none other than Doctor Strange, for sure this is going to turn into a multiverse event and it's unclear whether we're going to see him traveling to those other worlds and back, whether they'll be crossing over and be able to do so with any permeance or it'll be a one-time event like we saw into the Spider-Verse. Either way, when you think about everywhere Peter Parker's been and how much is left in front of him, you think about the inclusion of Doctor Strange, alternate Spider-Mens from another Marvel Cinematic Universe or two, this makes a lot sense for the title considering he's going to be in his home world and of course home always having to be in the title and this perhaps making it so that he's on the run from whatever's going on with him look they teased the multiverse in spider-man far from home and although he may have been lying about it that's mysterio they still wanted to show us that it exists it's no surprise now that they're delving in headfirst and as we explained in yesterday's video with miles morales being cast all the other stuff that goes into this there is so much sony is trying to do 
and in one film. There's a big expectation for this film indeed. If they're going to truly be traveling the multiverse, this opens up a ton of options for their own Spider-Verse, and that's the ultimate plan again for them, is to be able to make as much money off as many Spider-Man properties as possible, and when and if they run into the instance where they can't cross Tom Holland's Peter Parker over, introducing live other action Spider-Man make it so that they have the options to do so, even though I said this is going to get a little complicated, and of course when you have classic villains like Venom and the Sinister Six, which Peter Parker did they cross over against? We're all going to want to see them against Peter Parker, not to mention it's really not Marvel style to try to shoehorn all of this into one film. That's something that, well, Sony would do, and hopefully Marvel can make sure they still serve the narrative for Tom Holland in this film the way that we all hope instead of turning it into this crazy Spider-Verse movie where we've got way too many Spider-Men and not enough story. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, how you feel about this, how you feel about the title Spider-Man Homeworld, and if you think this is the actual title, we may find out sooner than later. As I said, there may be a reveal here on Jimmy Kimmel by the end of the week. We're going to break down everything as it comes and, of course, keep you up to date with the Spider-Man news. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, both of which are at the 700,000 subscriber mark, which we're right around the corner from, easily going to hit this month. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We gave away two earlier this year. We'll give this one away during December, the holiday season, regardless of the subscriber count. If you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, or this limited edition Infinity Saga box set, any of the future prizes here at the channel, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the video. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video the same way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is go back to the channel, look for the winner announcement and the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name is michael roman there were some enormous developments as far as black widow's theatrical release this week and they didn't include regal cinemas closing all their theaters nationwide with other theater chains closely behind them it was the reorganization of disney's entertainment division yep that includes marvel studios bending towards their disney plus and subscription base and then a major investor with more than a billion dollars on the line coming out and urging disney to do just that release black widow officially on video on demand with their premier access service explained why he's going for that we're going to break down exactly what he said about black widow and what's going on over at disney and why the balance certainly tipped a little more in the favor of black widow eventually ending up on disney plus instead of a theatrical release we're going to break it all down but first if you could grab the subscribe button we're giving away two playstation 4 pros as well as a whole slew of other marvel related stuff including this insane one-fourth scale xm studios beta ray bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So announced officially earlier this week, there was a major reorganization over at Walt Disney Company. As reported by Variety, quote, the Walt Disney Company's Monday announcement that it was undertaking a major reorganization of its film and television teams with the goal of bolstering its streaming service was a hit with investors. Shares of the entertainment giant rose on the news that the company would refocus its operations to produce movies and shows and decide at a later date if they would debut on the big screen, cable, or streaming arms like Hulu and Disney Plus with the ultimate goal to rival Netflix. Now, this was actually huge news, and we didn't panic here at the channel because it didn't seem to make the waves that I thought it would within the genre and the news itself. But guys, they basically came out and said that Disney Plus and Hulu, their streaming services are main priority now even main priority over releasing things to the silver screen and this year changed a lot of their outlook for that they said and this is again coming officially from disney that they were already headed this way anyway it's just this past year that accelerated it but quote their primary focus was now on streaming via disney plus 
ESPN Plus, and Hulu platforms, including those huge movie studio productions to go to those platforms. Well, obviously, Marvel Studios is directly underneath this, and the reorganization of their entertainment division in media to include Marvel Studios, what does that mean for pictures coming out on the big screen? These are some of the biggest movies they have there, so if it's going to impact anything, it's of course going to impact Marvel Studios, and what does that mean for the MCU that just announced they'd be releasing four major motion pictures to the silver screen a year? Now, a huge investor in Dan Loeb, who's in charge of more than a billion dollars over at his hedge fund, had an interview recently with Variety just a couple of days ago after this huge news broke, and he came out publicly and urged Disney to put Black Widow on video on demand via their premier access service. Now, listen, he had some quotes in this that speak of the old guard who speak about a different generation within the Disney structure of corporate. He certainly seems like he's speaking as a mouthpiece for the new investors. And if you listen to the quotes from Variety, the shares immediately shot up. Investors wanted to hear that they were focusing on Netflix. This is what he had to say about what's going on and how he urged Disney to put Black Widow out. He said, quote, what Netflix has is this immense subscriber base that allows them to invest an enormous amount of content and amortize that to get more subscribers. Disney isn't there yet, but they need to get there as quickly as possible. If they don't get critical mass in their subscriber base, they will be permanently disadvantaged versus Netflix. He went on to say, my understanding is that the old line executives don't want to go over the top with their big tentpole movies, that's referring directly to Black Widow, which is why they announced they were pushing Black Widow and other movies back to 2021. I don't think they appreciate the tiger they have by the tail, which is to say the value they can drive by moving into a subscription model, which has been adopted by everyone from Microsoft to Amazon. It's so value accurate. He went on to say, quote, we've benefited from a tremendous relationship with theatrical exhibition for many, many, many years. As dynamics change in the marketplace, though, we want to make sure we're giving consumers who want to go to theaters to experience everything that a theater release can give them, we want to continue to give them that option. And that came from Bob Chappick, the CEO. Now, honestly, those sound like a warring of ideas and thoughts. And I think the further we go into next year and realize that theaters probably won't be reopening. Remember, I mentioned in the prologue, the tip of the iceberg was Regal closing 500 theaters nationwide with AMC and the rest of the theater lines to be behind them. Guys, if we don't see a vaccine, and I hate to say it like this, sometime soon, and even then, by the time it's going to take that to actually circulate, for people to feel comfortable going into confined spaces, for people to actually be able to go back to theaters and pack them, or instead for us to have social distancing theaters, they'd have to play Black Widow on basically every screen in every theater to even come close to the box office numbers they would have done if Black Widow had just come out in a normal environment. It would have done over a billion dollars. They're going to have to find a way to make that money up. And of course, they can't sit on these movies forever considering they're all interconnected. They eventually have to get released. My conjecture here at the channel has always been this, that if there was a theatrical release, it would somehow come simultaneously along with a video on demand release as well. That way, you could sort of pick which you wanted to do. Those who feel comfortable and if it's safe to go back to the theaters can do that. But those who don't and want to view it from home, well, they can do that as well. And that way, Disney reaches every consumer. Look, I don't want to live in a world where we don't have theaters. I think Avengers Endgame and the whole event that the MCU became would be half of what it was if we were all viewing these on our couches and coming together. But things are the way they are right now. And eventually, of course, they'll return back to normal. But in the meantime, Disney has to consider other options. They've gone an entire fiscal year and really had it taken out of them in every way. Remember, they couldn't even reopen their theme parks either. The huge takeaway here is that there is a growing voice from people who matter and have a lot of money invested in Disney that want to see things move towards the subscription base anyway. And with the release of a major motion picture from the MCU, something like Black Widow, the kickoff point from Marvel Phase 4, that seems like something that they want to see. Now, of course, I can see from the MCU standpoint, how can they differentiate between something like a Disney Plus show, WandaVision, that has eight hour long episodes or six or nine, however it's going to be, and then 
and you have a movie that's only two hours long, does the Disney Plus episode start to upstage which should be the movie events? But again, guys, this doesn't have to be forever. It just has to be an adaptation and a change for now so that Marvel Studios can continue to release movies and so Disney can sort of start to recoup their bottom line. Give me all your thoughts down below. I want to hear them all. I know you guys have weighed in on either side of the fence. You feel very vehemently and passionately about these staying in theaters and I feel you. I want to be able to see these in public too. I think it really makes for an event and we love seeing these with each other but the other side of the coin is that we haven't had an MCU release this entire year and we definitely are ready for Black Widow and the rest of the films they've got in production. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is right around the corner at 700,000. Guys, we are so close. We're going to hit that in the next couple of weeks. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane one fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill will be giving away at 750,000 subscribers. And of course, this winter in December, just a couple of months from now, regardless of the subscriber count, our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win any of the prizes, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video, the same way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is go back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video, and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is Everything Always. Guys, thanks for checking out the channel, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie, this is going to be my new Spider-Man 3 video. A lot of you requested that I make a video about the big rumor of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back for Spider-Man 3. So I'll explain what's going on, what's being reported, and what Sony and Marvel have said about it. If you're brand new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. But just starting with the big stuff first, number 5, a blogger was reporting inside sources had told him that Sony was negotiating with both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield themselves to come back for Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland for big cameo scenes. Blogs everywhere picked it up. You probably saw it all over the internet, all over social media. All the headlines reading, live action Spider-Verse, confirmed, etc, etc. So Sony's official statement on the matter last night was simply, those reports are not confirmed. They didn't have anything else to say about it. Marvel just started filming Spider-Man 3 this week with Tom Holland, which is why you're seeing so much more Spider-Man news right now. Marvel on the other side of this rumor typically never responds to rumors of any kind. If you saw big websites reporting rumors of Robert Downey Jr. coming back as Iron Man in the Black Widow movie, Marvel wouldn't say anything about it. Their default is to not respond at all. Usually that winds up being better because when Sony comes out and says live action Spider-Verse, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire coming back isn't confirmed yet, they're also kind of acknowledging that it might be a thing, but they maybe just haven't finished the contracts yet. Because, spoiler, Am I not supposed to have what I want? What I need? Number four, Tom Holland himself hasn't spent a ton of time working with either Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield before, but he has spoken to them in the past and had a lot of really nice things to say about them with respect to the Spider-Man of it all. These are the clips of him explaining his meetings with both of them. Andrew was so lovely. We had a really good chat together. Um, I met Toby very briefly, but they're both nice guys. He's a really, really great actor. Um, I don't know if you've seen his work. He was in this movie, The Impossible, and he's just this incredibly powerful, um, sensitive, just wonderful young actor and a, a dancer. So his 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 body is the right. I, I'm just really excited to just be a fan again, as opposed to um, bearing the weight of it. So like he said, he grew up watching the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies as a kid, just like everybody else. He's also a big fan of Andrew Garfield's work, not just his Spider-Man movies. Tobey Maguire hasn't been that active in terms of acting roles in the last couple of years, but he is still working on his own separate projects behind the scenes. And because now we have Sam Raimi coming back to do Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, and they're filming that movie at the same time as they're filming Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange was confirmed as a crossover character for Spider-Man 3, 
The idea now is that there will be some sort of live-action Spider-Verse elements in Spider-Man 3 that does seem more plausible if all these things are all happening at the same time. The way they're talking about Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3 is that he's going to become a mentor for Spider-Man, at least temporarily, in the way that Iron Man was his mentor before he died. So think about how much Iron Man was in Spider-Man Homecoming, and that's probably about how much we'll see Doctor Strange during Spider-Man 3. People always make jokes about Iron Man taking over Spider-Man Homecoming, like the movie was really Iron Man Homecoming, but when you think about it, he actually was only in a couple scenes of that movie, just a little bit at the beginning, in the middle, and then at the end. So Spider-Man 3 will still be very much a Spider-Man story about him solving his problems. He'll just get a little bit of an assist from Doctor Strange. And then the Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness movie comes out right after Spider-Man 3. So that's why also people are now thinking that Spider-Man might also cameo during Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. The way that Thor crossed over with Doctor Strange in the post credit scene, then they did a much bigger version of that crossover later in Thor Ragnarok. Marvel is also kind of doing the same thing with Thor 4, Love and Thunder, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where you have the Guardians showing up at the beginning of Thor 4 to address what happened at the end of Avengers Endgame, then supposedly, according to Vin Diesel, Thor is supposed to show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in some way. Thor will also, the director talked to me about how Thor will incorporate some of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which would be very interesting. Nobody knows, but maybe I shouldn't have said anything. So even though the operating term of Marvel Phase 4 is multiverse, starting with all the WandaVision stuff that we're going to see later this year, big crossovers also seem like they're going to be par for the course during Marvel Phase 4. Number 3, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield already almost came back as their versions of Spider-Man for the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Tom Holland almost also had a cameo in that too as his version of MCU Spider-Man because they were trying to incorporate more live-action elements into the crossover stuff. When they were still pitching the movie to Sony, Lord and Miller said that they wanted to go full Spider-Verse in the truest sense of the word, as crazy as possible with all the different versions of the characters, but Sony executives said that at the time, they felt like it was too soon to bring Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire back at the same time. When I heard that, my assumption was is they just tried to do a version of that scene during Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. They're in the middle of making that movie right now. It's supposed to come out in 2022. I know there's all this focus on live-action Spider-Verse stuff, but they're still doing the animated Spider-Verse 2 in a couple years. Then around the time that they were doing the press tour for Spider-Man Far From Home a couple years ago, Amy Pascal said that the studio was also considering doing legit live-action Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, crossing over Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But at the time, and remember this is a couple of years ago, it was just an idea. They weren't actively making that movie yet. Most of their big crossover attention at that time and currently now is still focused on crossing over Spider-Man with the Venom characters. Sony's also still trying to create more spin-offs with the Spider-Man characters it controls. No joke, because of the way the Spider-Man movie rights work, they have access to over 900 different characters. So you can believe that they want more spin-offs. But then we found out about them bringing back Jamie Foxx's Electro for Spider-Man 3. So number two. The thing about Jamie Foxx coming back is that when you look at some of his Instagram posts after they made the announcement a couple weeks ago, he says he's not going to be blue this time, but he also posted a bunch of Spider-Verse pictures. That really complicates things because normally the thing about him not being blue Electro again would just mean that the version of Electro he's playing won't be the same Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. He'd show up looking different because he was MCU Electro with a different backstory that was a little more comic book accurate in a costume that was a little more like classic Electro's costume just because that sort of MCU operating procedure. Make it look like the classic comic book version but sort of update their backstory so that it makes sense within the context of the MCU movies that have happened so far in the ending of Avengers Endgame. That's why a lot of people were making Iron Man jokes about the new Electro being another disgruntled former employee of Tony Stark, just like Mysterio. And you do joke, but in the comics, Electro did used to work for Stark Industries, so it is technically accurate to the classic Spider-Man comics. As you would expect, the Marvel snipers got to him, he almost immediately deleted his post after making it. But the Spider-Verse pictures he posted also kind of make you wonder if he was pitched a version of a multiverse story. Sometimes details like that can change during the making of movies from the time actors get pitched on coming back. Like, here's what we're thinking for your character. We bring him back and this is what the story is. Then by the time they actually get ready to film the movie, the script has already changed a couple times, so those details wind up changing as well. 
If he's not going to be the multiverse Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, then it's more likely that they have just some references and Easter eggs to Amazing Spider-Man 2 in the stuff that he did during that movie, just as a fun wink to that. So number one, the likelihood of them actually bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield both in Spider-Man 3 in addition to all the Sinister Six stuff that they're already doing through the Venom movies like Venom 2, the Morbius movie with Michael Keaton's Vulture character crossing over between different Sony and Marvel movies, it just seems really unlikely that they would try to stuff so much huge stuff into Spider-Man 3. Marvel does not need to roll that hard on Spider-Man 3. Sony has already said that they want to make Spider-Man 4 with Marvel, so they have plenty of room to do more live-action Spider-Verse if they really do want to go that far. So my expectations right now for Spider-Man 3 is that yes, there will be some multiverse elements because of the Doctor Strange of it all in the WandaVision reality warping from the WandaVision series. Cannot wait to watch her just completely mess with the MCU multiverse. But I think it's more likely that they would just include Easter eggs for the other versions of Spider-Man when they're teasing multiverse crazy elements and we won't actually see Andrew Garfield's face or Tobey Maguire's face on screen. Really good example of this is something like that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit that showed up in the Morbius trailer freaking everyone out. There's still thousands of questions about what that's supposed to mean. Most people believe that it's actually just a placeholder for Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man suit because it has been confirmed by both Kevin Feige and the Sony people that Spider-Man will eventually cross over with the Venom characters. So you could say that they're already kind of doing some live-action Spider-Verse in a sense, but until Marvel and Sony release Spider-Man 3, Venom 2, and the Morbius movies, it's too soon to tell exactly how they're going to explain the logic of those crossovers. I think a lot of this just depends on how crazy you think the plot of Spider-Man 3 is going to be. So just take all these big rumors with a grain of salt. Remember, they're filming Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 right now, so there's going to be a lot of this stuff flying around in the news for the next couple of months. I'll try to do as many videos as I can depending on what I think is true or what is not true. Leave all your requests in the comments below if you have any big questions about what's going on. But click here for the Boys Season 3 trailer and click here for my full Spider-Man 3 Electro video. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. I'll see you guys tonight. When it comes to Spider-Man, two things are always true. With great power comes great responsibility, and Uncle Ben is dead, which is kind of a corollary to the first thing. Now we may have to add a third truism, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Spider-Man must always have an older, goateed mentor. So while Iron Man has shuffled off this mortal coil, Peter Parker will apparently fill the Tony Stark-shaped hole in his heart with Stephen Strange, the best darn surgeon-turned-sorcerer in the tri-state area or your money back. That's right, folks. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Hollywood Reported that the Benedict Cumberbatch himself, I don't know why I said that, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is going to be joining Tom Holland in what I'm calling Spider-Man Sanctum Sanctorhome. It's going to hit theaters on March 25th, 2022. And this obviously opens up a raft of questions, especially given that Spider-Man 3 will happen after WandaVision, but before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So before we get into that, my question to the panel is, what are your initial thoughts on Doctor Strange joining this movie? So Andres, let's start with you. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of conversations. Obviously, this has been a story over the past week, considering that why, when is Spider-Man going to leave the nest? Uh, when is he going to sprout his wings and fly away and not have a goatee <clears throat> mentor, as you said, Dan? Uh, and, and the idea of adding a Doctor Strange, does that limit his character growth as a Tom Holland spider? That's a question that's been brought up to me. I, for one, am excited for a, a potential Spider-Verse. I like Doctor Strange. I like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Uh, the idea of introducing the multiverse inside the Spider-Man universe is is opening a lot of different avenues considering that we have the potential to see a Tobey Maguire return, uh, an Andrew Garfield appearance, which would be kind of insane, uh, but at the same time, absolutely hysterical. Uh, I cannot lie. I would love to see a Tobey Maguire come back as Spider-Man in the Spider-Man suit and just pretend to be an 18-year-old, uh, even though he's far <laughs> from it. 
Look, they have the technology. They can age anyone yeah. down. Not yeah, great. I don't want it. Don't be no, smart. I don't he want could, that. He no. could claim. He's like, hey, guys, I'm 18. Uh, <laughs> even though he's not, uh, as like a meta joke. I, the, the more I imagine this movie, the more I see the meta-ness of it all, where it's just so meta to the point that I even feel like they will play teenagers just to be funny and just to wink at the camera as like, yeah, we, we get it. We were old when we played teenagers. Uh, I, I don't know how this movie's going to work out. I don't see it anything other than just a ridiculous comedy. So I, uh, look, I I'm very intrigued by this uh, Pen Fifteen esque um, uh, version of uh, Spider Man that you proposed here, where just like yeah. they are clearly adults being teenagers. Everyone yes. else is the right age. Yeah. Um, but Angelique, I I had to, I saw your face uh, when he brought up the multiverse. So I'm curious. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what role you think a character like Stephen Strange will play in this third Spider-Man outing. So I, I agree, Andres, I agree with you on certain things, but for different reasons. So I look, he is still a teenager. Let's be real. He had a lot of mentors in the comics. You know, he had a lot of folks looking out for him. Reed was looking out for him. Tony was looking out for him. Like he's still a teenager. He's, he's, he can't vote. Like just, just give him, give him, just, <laughs> Give him a second. Um, maybe he'll be able to vote in this new movie. I don't know. So my whole thing is, I think Stephen Strange might be the perfect mentor at this point. Do you remember their interactions? He was like, hey, I'm Peter. Oh, I'm Dr. Strange. We're using, oh, we're using our fake names. Like, I see this as going to be hilarious because Benedict Cumberbatch is very funny as a human being. Uh, Tom has really good comedic timing, um, particularly in his role as Spider-Man. Uh, I, I honestly think it's going to be less of a mentor and more of a, I'm going to push you in the deep end. Good, good, good luck, kid. Like, I already told you what you needed to know. What, why aren't you doing it? Um, so I also say that without a scintilla of understanding about what this movie is going to be, just for the record. Um Make sure that's known. I, I, but I love Ben. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I think he's a great actor, um, and I think he's done wonders with the role of Doctor Strange. And so, you know, maybe it's not a full mentee mentor situation. Maybe he tries, and Benedict, and, you know, Doctor Strange is like, "Kid, you're grown. Go somewhere." Yeah, I, I, I like that um, possibility as well. We have John Embry in the chat saying, excited, hope it's more of a team up, less mentor. Spider-Man needs to show that he's capable because I agree, like after the, he has this nice arc where he is kind of coming into his own as a as a, a young man, as a hero coming into his powers, assuming this great responsibility. And, you know, he his mentor figure is gone. And now he has this person who definitely doesn't want a student like, Stephen Strange is not about having an intern. So I think that friction hopefully will yield some outsized comedy. As you mentioned, I do think Benedict Cumberbatch is very underrated when it comes to that. But Lok Desaad 6 in the chat also put something in there that I'm curious about because it kind of lines up with rumblings that I, I've, been, I've been curious about. Are they going to use Doctor Strange to wipe the memory of Peter Parker's identity from everyone's minds? Which makes me think about one of the most controversial storylines in Spidey history, One More Day which could potentially introduce Mephisto and then perhaps the multiverse into the fold. So Preeti, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think about that? That was actually my f initial line of thinking when I heard the news was very much one more day, like 100% the first thing I thought of because that is, it, you're right, it is very, very controversial and I'm gonna leave it at that in terms of, of the feelings about it. But you know, the, the kind of post-credit sequence of Far From Home was, incredible right like I remember seeing it and uh I was sitting next to someone from Marvel who had already seen a version of the movie and he's like the the two end tags are gonna kill you and I was like what does that mean and then it happened and I think I like slapped him on the arm and I was like what so waiting to find out the fallout from that because what's been different in the MCU for for Spider-Man is he is pretty cavalier about who knows his secret and who doesn't, right? It's kind of like, all right, I'm Peter. What's up, everybody? So figuring out how to pull it back from everyone in the world knowing he's Spider-Man, which is such an iconic thing, is like people should not know who Spider-Man is. Like his, he does not have stark money to protect his loved ones as, as we know. So I think very much it could potentially pull in Doctor Strange, which I am super down for because I do not 
want another mentor for Peter. Like I think Far From Home was about him finding himself as a hero. So it feels like a step backwards to have him be like, okay, I still I still need someone to show me how to be a hero. Like you don't, you're good, you're, you're fine kid. So having Doctor Strange come in and exist within this universe to help him specifically to fix this problem that he cannot fix with the powers that he has I'm down with and having Mephisto show up in the MCU post WandaVision, like what WandaVision can potentially bring to the magic of the storytelling and, and bring more magic and like fantasy into the into what has thus far been a very scientific based MCU. I'm super excited about. Yeah, and I, I, I got to agree with you there. I think that uh, uh, Mephisto offers so much weird, horrifying potential here. Like in my head, I almost pictured as like, they're in the sanctum. Doctor Strange steps out to use the mystic bathroom, tells Peter not to touch anything. Peter opens the wrong book because he's a curious cat and can't help himself, reads the wrong passage and then boom, boom. the devil himself, Mephisto's there like, I can solve your identity crisis problem. Oh, someone stole your identity? Oh, I can fix this for you, but say goodbye to Zendaya. Oh, it would be so, so sad though if they if okay, they decided no. to go that Michelle route. Michelle goes nowhere, guys. Michelle. No, that's no. I just mean in, in relation to Peter. No, no, even no. not. No, no, no. no. We waited too long. She literally had a a mace. Is that a what? Mace? That was yeah, the, she a had mace. a mace. You in don't her get to take that, that away. No, that is the one thing. No. Like I'm down with everything except except the notion of like you have to give up this relationship i think it should be something else Night i think it's probably and the communist stay together that's it <laughs> Done. i think yes. it's going to be closer to the comic if they go that route and so like aunt may will be yeah. in like mortal peril or something like that uh, well i hope that's not true either they need well, to use aunt may better I'm sorry, yes. Marissa Torme is also. I'm sorry, that whole movie. I'm sorry, all of them. John Favreau, all everyone's of them. perfect. They're just don't change. Don't be mean to them. <laughs> they can't help it. They love. They love being mean to the ones we love. It's just, it's just how they how they mind drama. Um, but I'm, I'm curious as well. Before we uh, before we wrap things up here, I want to go back to you know. There's sort of two schools of thought about this movie in the uh, capital D discourse I've seen online so far which is that either they are teeing up a multiverse um, or a Spider-Verse as teased by the quickly deleted Jamie Foxx Instagram post of Electro looming over a city with three spiders man, Spider-Mans, Spider-Man, however you conjugate it, men. I have you covered. Um, um, Spider-Man, like, my knee? Wait, no, that doesn't work, okay. <laughs> Spider-Many. Um, so then, uh, or they are. I, this is just a different version of the character, like a just updated, new lease on life version of Max Dillon, um, like we saw with uh, Infowars version of uh, J. Jonah Jameson. So I want to pose this question to the panel. What do you think they are doing here, especially as it pertains to Jamie Foxx and his version of Electro? So Andres, let's start with you. Yeah, I, I definitely, that's the first thing I thought of when I first heard that Electra was coming back. I, I almost thought of it as like they were trying to do what they did with J. Jonah Jameson, where it's J. Jonah Jameson, but a different J. Jonah Jameson. It's not the one from the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, I could see them doing that with Electro, especially considering he was one of the most disliked Spider-Man villain we've seen on screen. Uh, not a lot of people were on board for, for that Electro. So I, I would prefer to see Jamie Foxx play a much different Electro. I, I think my question as well is bringing Doctor Strange in makes it seem like it's multiverse, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be from the exact same format of that movie. So it could be mm -hmm. Electro, Jamie Foxx, but it's a different Electro. J. Jonah Jameson, same actor, but a different J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, and you could bring in other characters from different movies as well. I think I think my question to you guys, and I know I'm sorry, I'm taking. I feel like I'm taking over. No, uh, please. Is the idea of of Sony using this to kind of push away from the MCU, considering the whole contractual obligations to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, expanding their own universe and kind of closing that loop? If that makes sense, I've heard rumors that maybe they're using this as a way to kind of make their own spider verse and not necessarily rely on mcu characters as much after this movie i don't know well, if that's I, still 
a thing. Uh, I'll say this is before I open it up to the panel. Um, yeah. You know, we saw Adrian Toomes, the vulture, appear in the trailer for Morbius, giving a sense that these worlds are connected. Yes. And Sony for so long has wanted to make a Sinister Six movie. They mm -hmm. want that so badly, all of these villains on screen together. And a key component of that is Electro. Uh, you want, especially a character, someone like Jamie Foxx brings so much charisma to the big screen, giving him another crack at this character that I think he's pretty eager to uh, put a different stamp on this time. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think it also plays into the idea that as we saw with the ancient one explaining like, oh, there's all these parallel timelines, like, it, it, like Endgame really opened up a lot of possibilities and doors for them before we even get to the multiverse of madness. So I think this is a different version of the character, but I'm curious, um, Angelique, uh, what are your thoughts on Jamie Foxx in this movie? I think if they give him a better written role and better character design, they will be starting off on, on a majorly good foot. Um, I've said it before, like Jamie is definitely a better good guy than he is a bad guy, except for that one where he was in jail. And I can't remember the name of it, but he was basically a psychopath that almost blew up the entire city. He was pretty great in that one. Not gonna lie. Um, I will find that movie and send it to people or someone can put it in Twitter for me. Um, but I will honestly say they would have to make that role more intellectually. It has to be intellectually deeper, right? Like I don't, I, he wasn't believable. And I don't, I don't know if it was fully him, but he really wasn't believable uh, the first time he played that role. And I think that if you gave it more depth and more backstory, um, instead of making it such a, it, it was much more of a Richard Pryor-esque villain from Superman. And I don't want to see Jamie play that role again because he's not Richard Pryor. Um, one, um, he's Jamie Foxx and it comes with different strengths and weaknesses. So I'm not gonna be complete Debbie Downer. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't want this. Uh, but if, if they're revamping the role, I'm open to see what happens. I, I think they are revamping the role. First of all, the movie was Law Abiding Citizen, I think that you're thinking of. Thank you. Yes, I got you covered. Uh, and in terms of Jamie Foxx, he's also said he's not gonna be blue this time in that um, Instagram post. So at least aesthetically speaking, I imagine it's going to be a different take on the character. I don't think the characterization that we got in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is in line with the kind of um, reality they've built with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Fingers crossed we will get a uh, better version of Max Dillon this time around. Um, and I will keep my fingers extra crossed that he gets the equally silly classic uh, lightning bolt face mask um, because oh, no. like, <laughs> I, I just love that so much. It, it <laughs> reminds me of uh, the halcyon days of uh, reading comics as a kid, uh, even though it has no place. I like how they play with that stuff in WandaVision where like you get the old school costumes, costumes. is like Halloween costumes. Um, yeah. So maybe it'll just be like a, a mask. He's like, no, this is this is cheesy. It'll be like a little throwaway line yeah. or something. And also for um, the record, he was not the villain in Law Abiding Citizen. I projected that on him. And so I still stand by, he doesn't play villain well. Here's the not thing though, in, in, I feel like an amazing, which so many things went wrong in that movie. Just so, mm. so many things that had, which is, this is how I feel about all like bad superhero movies basically is that there's potential. There's so much potential. And that's what makes me angriest is like, maybe the actors aren't like, I think Andrew Garfield was not a terrible Spider-Man. I think in the first amazing Spider-Man, there was a lot of potential for them to be like great, but there were, inconsistency say in how Peter was portrayed throughout the film and and same with amazing and so Jamie Fox I think given what the MCU Spider-Man movies have done with villains with villains who have not been my favorite in the comics and managed to I think create some of the best villains in the MCU like Vulture is top three villains for me in the MCU I think yeah. he's such a strong villain and even like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio who I hate Mysterio as a villain in the comics. I hate him. I hate when he shows up. I hate it. I'm never, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to read a Mysterio comic. <laughs> but in- You got a lot of feels, man. Makes me so mad. But in the movie, I feel like they did such a good job bringing him to screen. So I have a lot of hope 
there's a lot of hope in my heart for the electro that they could potentially bring to screen given what exists for electro in terms of storylines and how he will interact differently with Peter now that hopefully this is not going to be a superhero who is influenced by another superhero who is mad because of something another superhero did. Like, I hope this is a Spider-Man villain who's mad at Spider-Man for yeah. whatever. Yeah, is, yeah. As much as I love seeing um, like in uh, Far From Home when they just like kind of pan to the left in, in scenes that we've seen already. It's and so just good. Dylan Hall being like, oh, curse you, Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, I do hope that, that like great. this this is either a villain looking to make a name for himself or someone's going to put a bounty on Spidey Mm -hmm. or he has a personal beef with your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But I do think that whatever they do with it, it's exciting. I, I, it's nice to feel this sense of like, nowadays we know it's, you can suss out a lot of details about what's going to happen. There's so much granular reporting about every last detail of a film. So it's nice to, have this feeling of kind of freshly fallen snow where you're like, I think I know what's under that snow, but I'm not quite sure. And I can't wait to find out. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I just want Sandman, like a good one. Ooh. There's That's a lot of villains I want. I want to see. I want to see a Mr. Negative. I want to see a black cat. Give me the black cat, please. We were going to get a black cat. That was I know. I know. Silver and black. Ooh, I have feelings. Basically, I just Someday. want the Spider-Man Someday. PS4 game to be the movie because that's already the best oh. Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. It is the best Spider-Man movie I too have ever seen. So good. And the best traversal mechanics in a very long time. So I'm very excited to experience that again with Spider-Man Miles Morales yes. and a whole new story on top of that. Yeah.